Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2023 Vice President of Marketing and Communications. Missing out on the fun today is my normal co-host, Stephanie Hubbard, the 2023 uh, Vice President of Membership and Outreach. And then we also have Helena Hodges, the Vice President of uh, Finance and Operations as our producer for the Metro DC chapter of ATD. For this episode, we are interviewing Hillary Blair. Welcome, Hillary. Hello. Well, I am so excited to get into the topic because I am very curious about it on full body meeting facilitation. But before we do that, can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners and viewers? Yes. In a nutshell, I am a theater drama teacher who was Mm. tapped on the shoulder and redirected by a businesswoman who noticed, thought, had the vision that the techniques and discipline of the performing arts that she was witnessing show up both in the performance and in the teaching coaching would Mm. be excellent for the business world. In particular, I was initially hired to work with women entrepreneurs on their pitches to help them with their Ah. voices, their bodies, their stories to be succinct. And from there, I ended up starting a business. So we're about 12 years in now and I love it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's amazing how those skills transfer over too, right? So yes. like improv, voice, all of that stuff. Yes. So where should we start out today? Let's maybe start by level setting. What exactly is full body, full body. meeting facilitation? For me, getting into facilitation and exploring it and having been brought in through this program that was in a high school setting It was showing up with my full self and all of us with our full selves or don't even show up. (laughs) So it was like an all or nothing. (laughs) When you're in a high school classroom and you were facilitating heavy duty discussions, there was an expectation in order to survive. And I don't mean that in the we'll be eaten alive kind of high school thing, but survive that they even notice that you matter really because they have so much going on is if you really show up and you are in relationship with them and you are listening and you are questioning and you are giving space for them. And the director for this program had brought in all of these elements of the performing arts and specifically was helping the performing artists who were hired to be running these programs, hiring these performing artists to make sure that we were coming in with an understanding that we couldn't just send our heads in. We had to be there with our head, heart, our gut, and our instinct. Fast forwarding years into my business world, I was noticing that so many people were facilitating with either just an agenda, like that's what they thought facilitating was, right? Here's an agenda I'm facilitating. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And (laughs) they were often relegating the new person to facilitating. When I think facilitation Mm -hmm. is such an elevated skill, I'm like, wait a minute, don't put the new person trying to move this conversation. And then the third thing was really that they were coming with just their heads. And Mm. I have done a lot of work in encouraging, challenging, supporting people to show up fully. So full-bodied is like full voice in the space, using your Mm. arms, recognizing that you need to be fully present. I sometimes suggest that we're we're school crossing guards. 
right? Our job is to get Mm. the ideas moving and the voices moving and hear what's happening. And we can't let anyone get run over by a car, especially (laughs) an SUV. Yes. I I like that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) So, so where do we start with doing a full body facilitation? That is a Great question. I hadn't thought. I think you start, you kind of enter it wherever you are, right? So, so Mm -hmm. many people come to this work from, I don't know, from so many different angles and they, so many roots in. And so the first thing would be, okay, where are you coming from? What skills are you bringing? Whenever I teach, I'm always mentioning, I'm pointing to this little uh, tool chest to my right. I feel like everyone has this tool chest. We're popping more and more and more and more Mm -hmm. tools in, right? And so you are looking at what you have and showing up with that. And then I would do a quick inventory, quick checklist to see, am I actually fully physically present? Mm -hmm. And one way to check if you're physically present is, am I feeling awkward? If you're feeling awkward, you're probably physically present. (laughs) So one of the things we hide and cut off from is our, our being, our body. And coming through COVID, we got practiced at just sending our heads in. And we've Mm -hmm. had to reacquaint ourselves with our full bodies. Even if we get coached and we showed up as a full body on camera, being in the room again with people, and I realize we're talking about facilitating in all different kinds of arenas, that right. we had to be like, oh my gosh, I'm here again. How am I connected to my body and feeling people behind me and around me? So mm-hmm. one is that real full body. And then understanding that it matters that we're breathing. I know, it <laughs> yeah. seems pretty obvious, right? <laughs> And we're well, like, though, not always, ah. right? <laughs> yes. We hold our breath so much and we hold our breath for ourselves and we hold our breath for the people we're inviting into the conversation. There is so much breath holding going on. And when that's happening, there's no oxygen getting into the bloodstream going to the brain. So the more intense it gets, the more people are holding the breath, the less we're able to put together coherent sentences and phrases and thoughts. And it really snowballs and then everybody is disconnected. So one of the big things to, I guess, to start after we kind of do an inventory and get our body there is to ironically or counterintuitively exhale, not inhale, Mm -hmm. exhale. Mm. And you just did it. Hmm. That's a great Mm. exhale. That's a perfect exhale. (laughs) We speak on the exhale. When we inhale, we tend to cause more attention. Mm -hmm. I'm a voice specialist or whatever in the theater, right? And I have been teaching Mm -hmm. people for decades to inhale. And then (laughs) I had a delightful journey with an amazing mentor and realizing, wait a minute, that's the opposite of what your body instinctively does. (sighs) When we're nervous, we exhale. Mm -hmm. When we speak, We speak on the exhale. If we allow the exhale to happen, then we reset and get the vacuum going. So we exhale, the air comes in automatically. That's how we're designed. And it tends Mm -hmm. to come in deeper. And then we're on our voice. And then if I'm asking you, if I say, Christina, I want to hear from you, I keep breathing and holding space for you Mm -hmm. versus, Christina, I want to hear from you. Mm, Holding my breath has a really different energy than the breath flowing and allowing that to happen. Two really simple things 
that seem to be uh, assumed. They seem to be mm-hmm. part of just being human. And they're the two things that our body does first to protect us. And facilitating mm-hmm. is not always the safest choice to walk into right. a group of people and ask for ideas and create a safer space and do all of that is not necessarily the wisest choice. So your body is like, yeah. hold your breath and don't show up fully. And you say yeah. to yourself, good point. This is my job. <laughs> I'm going to override <laughs> you and show up in my body, show up in my voice, my breath and be there. So those are the first steps for it. Mm, I love that. Well, and I remember as well, especially in the beginning of my career, being a woman um, in law enforcement in particular, mm. making sure to take up space and have just a little bit of a lower pitch. Yes. Um, I love all this stuff. This is fascinating. And there's so much psychology behind it as well. Yes. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> Well, you just opened a tiny little door and everything came flowing in. So <laughs> flood. <laughs> I love it. What's interesting about the lower pitch is that if we let the breath flow, then mm. we sat, we, mm, I don't want to sound like it's fake, but if we are allowing the breath to flow and the deeper resonance to flow, I can keep my voice in its optimal pitch zone, which is I have a higher voice mm. because I'm smaller, right? Mm. And when I allow the breath to come in, it has a fullness and a roundness is mm. different than me lowering the pitch of my voice. This is me lowering the pitch of my voice. Instead, uh-huh. I'm here with the breath. And so mm-hmm. the breath is now working on multiple levels. And the other thing about it, if I take that breath away, here it is. So now instead of that resonance, now it's just that it feels like I've gone <laughs> higher and I haven't. I've just gone to this funny? little girl tight become uh-huh. shrill. Yes. So then I just bring this back in and you can still hear balancing the stereo is what we call it. So I have the mm-hmm. higher level, right? So that we have the treble for the clarity and we have the bass for the warmth, just like our car stereo, just like our, our, you know, home stereo, our ear, ear pods, I, whatever you're listening to. I was just like everything crashed in all the places we listen to music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 There's so much with this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. And then I was just thinking, you mentioned the psychology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I would I could have, I would love to ask you a zillion questions because with law enforcement, <laughs> that is, it's amazing. Right. And all these thoughts coming in that psychology is embracing of the fact that for me, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm a psychology major. That's what I majored in, in undergrad, fascinated by how the human works, how we move yeah. through the world, the choices we make, how we're impacted by everything. And I think the biggest thing that I came out of undergrad psychology with was, wow, just come in thinking, I don't really know. And <laughs> with communication, I keep coming from the same place. I've been teaching communication for decades now and I'm still learning. And I think Mm -hmm. constantly coming with the understanding that I can interpret, I can put story on everything going on because I'm human. I don't really know till I get curious and ask. And I feel like that's what facilitation is, right? Is heightened curiosity and openness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can tell this takes um, experience. It takes intentional practice. Yeah. Um, suggestions for folks who have never thought about being fully present physically or their voice yeah. you know, for, for moving into this space. I think the first thing 
is to own the awkward. We often say that. Mm. <laughs> so to really understand that the goal is not to be comfortable. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm, I'm going to put a story on you. I'm going to claim it for myself and then put it on you. There's nothing comfortable about what we're doing right now. I mean, comfortable for us is home doing whatever. For me, it would be cycling, golfing, running, gardening, whatever. Who knows? Playing with the dog, right? Yeah. That's comfortable. Reading a book. There's nothing comfortable here. We are both confident, right? But we have headphones on. We have cameras. We have tech. We have people. We're trying to come up with the right content so people have value. It's not necessarily a comfortable place, but we can be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that would be my first directive to anyone moving into being in the space of their body and their voice is recognize that it's awkward and to rock their awkward, own their awkward and trust that they are competent and confident and to keep building their school, their skills so that they can show up as their full selves. So rocking your awkward and also doing it in little pieces just try a little bit, show up, just going to show up. And then if you disappear, be really kind with yourself. Just go, okay, great. I'm back to just sending my head in. We got to be gentle with ourselves and go, our body tries to protect us. Its goal is to keep us safer. And if that's what it's doing, take off I know, little bites. I love that. Rock the awkward. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this people. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so what else do we need to know about full body? Uh, facilitation. I think that the other part, and maybe this comes with the school crossing guard, is mm -hmm. that our arms and our being, and I know I'm in a tight shot here, but there's a sense of using our arms to invite mm -hmm. conversation and to stop conversation. Yeah. And there's a difference between putting it you know, in front of someone's face and here, there's a difference between an yeah. open hand and inviting conversation. There's a difference between, hey, one moment and inviting people into a conversation. And when we're virtual, it is a different, it has a different energy because we can't feel each other, right? So you are calling on names. I want to hear from this person and then this person and then this person, depending, I'm going with sort of basic facilitation. Facilitation shows yeah. up in so many realms and I'm keeping facilitation separate from teaching, training, coaching, like those are different. So facilitating and we move between all of those usually in mm. a session, you know, we can move between. So using yeah. our arms and threading the energy in the room. So many of us will go towards someone, lean into someone who seems to need our support, which is great. If mm. we can lean in, hold them almost like weaving, right? Grab them, thread through, and then pull that thread back through the space so that you're threading their energy out and around and helping them be bigger. Not mm. And careful of uh, asking someone to be louder. That mm. sense of louder... Um, tends to shut people down. <laughs> there are so many funny things that we say that, hey, can you be louder? No, you know, and I, <laughs> all the way to me, share it with everyone. There are ways of saying it that allow someone to still have a quiet voice and still mm -hmm. share with everyone. It's a misunderstanding yeah. that loudness is what we really need in all spaces. If you watch any really great actors, they can go really quiet and hold everyone. So that connection yeah. that way. I also think that with full body, it gets messy and it, that's mm. the joy and you got to surf the human energy. <laughs> what happens is often beginning facilitators will go, okay, great. Love this energy. Everybody calm down. And then you <laughs> yeah. lost it. 
So yeah. how do you keep the energy up and allow that energy? Great. I'm loving all this energy. Want to? I'm going to go from here to here to here. I want to hear this voice and then this. And if they know you're going to call on them and your arms are being used to acknowledge them, we keep the energy up and bubbling versus mm -hmm. shutting it down. And yeah. often people don't even realize when I've gone in to coach people on facilitation and they're doing great and they go, okay, everybody, this is great. Calm down. All right. Hold on, everybody. Let me call. And you're just like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's not easy to surf the energy and be okay with the messiness and to hold the space for everyone. And there's a, a joyous energy, not a holding, like making everybody line up kind of thing. It's like, I want to hear from here and here. Hold on. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to come over here to this voice. So you have to match that energy. And yeah. I have done really formal facilitation and done that same energy to get ideas going. I've done it in delightful groups of people like brainstorming all kinds of things. It really works in most environments. Mm -hmm. And then we have humans. And if it's not <laughs> landing correctly, you adjust your technique. Hey, yeah. want to check in with all of you. I have this style. How's that working for you? And sometimes people, sometimes people just need to be okay with it. Recognize that we know what we're doing, right? I'm actually doing that on purpose. <laughs> That's intentional. Oh, okay, great. I'll go along with it. <laughs> sometimes people are just worried that you're out of control or something. And yeah, yeah. Do those, are those yeah. helpful? Is that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you mentioned energy. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard, uh, I don't think any other facilitators really mention that. And I think it's so important that as facilitators that we are in touch with the energy in the room Yeah, and we know when it's shifting and we adapt and we adjust based on what's needed in the moment. So I think that's hugely important. Yeah. Now, maybe for those that because sometimes that doesn't come very natural for a person to yeah, tap into that. Totally. What are some ways someone who that doesn't come natural for them to be able to learn more about yeah. reading the energy? I, what came to me was recognizing when we're being polite and when mm. we're being kind. So nice and polite can cut off the energy nice and polite can get in the way of being in relationship and facilitating is really all about the relationship. So yeah. what I mean by that is when we're polite, we're either thinking you'll be uncomfortable or I'll be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and we're separating so that no one feels awkward. So we're back to mm -hmm. owning the awkward. And another way of coming into it is that sense of that politeness and inviting instead being kind one of the most beautiful things to be kind is to stay present in the awkwardness and hold space for that other person's voice. I was, believe it or not, very shy when I started this program where I was learning how to do this facilitating. It's called Living History. And I was very quiet. And it was counterintuitive for me to learn that holding space for someone who said, no, nah, I don't have anything to say, was to say, I do want to hear your voice and either saying, I'll hang right here. It can be, you know, one thing you can change your mind shortly. I do want to hear your mm -hmm. voice or, okay, but I'm seeing you and I want to come back because I do want to hear your voice. Now you have to remember <laughs> that you said that. <laughs> so you can't promise <laughs> I'm coming back for a voice and not. And sometimes I will even say in adult groups, make sure I come back. Don't let me leave. I don't want to forget. I said mm -hmm. that like I make someone accountable for me to make sure. So a quieter sense of understanding that, 
part of that awkward is inviting voices in. And you can be high energy by being really present versus high energy by being loud or moving around or that kind of flitty is where my my brain went to. Flitty is not necessarily (laughs) the energy. It can be high energy in that you are open in the space and holding the space for the vibration of the humans in the room. Mm-hmm. And you can do that from a seated position, right? You can do that Absolutely. from one space. It is awkward. And it is about kind and honoring versus nice and polite. So that little that little switch mm-hmm. of being kind and honoring versus nice and polite keeps the wall down, keeps you in relationship and connected at your with your style. So important yeah. as a theater person that individuality is honored and celebrated. We are not looking for one size fits all. We're not looking for, oh, this is what a facilitator looks like. A facilitator looks like you and you get to figure out how these tools and techniques fit for you to help people be heard. Yeah. So that nice. I don't be me. Don't pop your eyes and wiggle. I mean, don't do that. Do you? <laughs> you do you. Do you. <laughs> you do you. Rock the awkward. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And this is what's this is bringing up for me too is um and and what I'm kind of hearing is the I love the technique of yes and yeah right through both of our voice our voice yes. and our body language. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? So you could see my little plat, like a little, uh, a little soapbox rise just right then. So I'm stepping, <laughs> stepping on this my is awesome. Box. Do it. <laughs> so my feeling about yes. And is very, very important. I feel like it's a misused or misunderstood tool, which happens when we try to simplify things or we keep, it's like yes. a game of telephone, right? You learn it and then it keeps kind of changing. The, the concept of yes. And in improv is to accept an idea by acknowledging it, not necessarily mm-hmm. agreeing with it. Yes. That subtle distinction <laughs> is really, really important and allows us to stay in the space of, yes, and I hear that, and I'm not sure that that's the direction we're going, or I'm not sure that that is, I'm going to agree with that because this is what I think. I'm hearing you. Yeah. What happens is that we have the yes and game is used and taught often, right? We're going to do, we're going to plan a party. Right. I have a really great buddy who teaches this really well. And he is such a phenomenal teacher that people aren't even realizing the subtleties and the nuances with which he is sharing it. Mm-hmm. And so people miss sometimes they think he's doing the party and I'm like, oh, no, he's doing so much more. So that generic <laughs> thing is, as you've experienced, like, yes, and I'll bring knives and yes, and I'll bring jarts yeah. and yeah, and I'll bring, you know, and you're saying yes is feel the energy in the room. Isn't it great? Well, maybe, but not. And none of that is available at this party, corporate party to have. So can we learn instead of just saying no, which does spike our cortisol? No, mm-hmm. can't have jarts, right? Can't have knives, yeah. <laughs> right? No. But if we say, I hear you want jarts, I'm hearing that. And I'm thinking that is going to poke somebody's eye out. I think they're illegal now. I think <laughs> what would be something fun that has that same excitement to it? So I'm acknowledging it and moving yeah. it somewhere else, right? And going, yeah. I got it. That's going to have to be at a private party. I don't know, whatever it's going to be. So you acknowledge and that has the yes and energy. The difference yeah. between having that yes and moving it forward Mm 
which is part of the bigger category of Aikido communication, A-I-K-I-D-O, mm-hmm. right? That martial art, and there's whole communication around that, moving the energy forward versus our yep. tendency to conflict, to kind of, no, I'm not going to, which heightens all kinds of chemical cocktails in us that then explode. And if we're looking for remaining in conversation, having our breath support us, hearing each other, then keeping not necessarily fully calm, calmer will help Mm -hmm. in that Aikido and the acknowledgement is helpful. So yes, and Mm. excellent. And yes, and for a new facilitator is wrapped up in acknowledging and then moving it where you need to move it. Yes, I love it. Yeah, there is some misconceptions about yes and right? out We there. just kind of get short yeah. on it. Yeah, yes, yeah. everything says yes. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I know we're getting short on time it, and people are going to want to learn more. So can you share how they can tap into some of your yeah, resources? And absolutely. And then we'll get to rapid fire. Sure. So we love, so Articulate RC, so Articulate Real and Clear, because you're all in the 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 this world, you know there's an articulate that does software where you're not articulate does yeah. software and they know about <laughs> us. They're lovely to us. Articulate real and clear. So articulatercom Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Our website has some things. Plus, I just love this. Contact me. Send me an email. I will chat with you. I love all of this. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. We are at that part okay. at every episode okay. ooh, where we do the rapid fire questions. Okay. So three fast and okay. awkwardly, awesomely rocked, whatever. <laughs> Here it goes. Question. I'll awkward. I'll awkward for you. <laughs> are you ready to yes. rock awkwardly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what is one book everyone must read and why? I think it's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> All right. That's my children's book. Because for me, it set the groundwork for understanding all the differences and heart and messages coming in different ways and friends showing up in ways we don't expect. Oh, also playing big by Tara Moore. If we want to go for a grown up book. Okay. Well, we could do both. Okay. We could do both. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So what is one tool and you can define that however you'd like that you can't live without? I seem to not be able to have one. Duct tape. I just, I think duct tape is essential <laughs> everywhere. Always something breaking duct tape. And then I was going to say, personally, magnifier. I have a lot of vision trouble and I've always had to use a magnifier. And then I think it's been a metaphor for life for me is really going in and really seeing what's happening mm. and trusting that I, until I get in there, I don't really know. So, ooh, that. I love that. Oh, okay. And the best piece of advice mm. you've ever received. Overall was love, which I know sounds corny, but they say, they just said, cause I am intense, <laughs> shocking. And the idea of Hillary, just wash everybody with love, come with love first, assume love first, like love, like just let it love be the energy that flows. And recently a new piece of advice, Hillary, stop excavating. You can learn from things, but don't pick at it. Stop excavating, uh-huh. which I thought was great. So learn your lessons move on. I don't need oh, to there you go. There you go. So love. So, so you don't have excavating. to use a magnifier glass all the time. Right. Oh, those were connected. <laughs> I didn't even connect that. You're absolutely right there. So connected. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for spending the time today oh, to share you. your wisdom. Thank you. I love this. I love this. Yeah. Please. Anyone want to talk to me? I will chat. I love trying to figure out how oh. to have us connect as humans. Awesome. 
as and share the love. Yes, and share the love. There you go. Yes. There you go. Well, and of course, we want to thank our listeners and viewers for joining us today. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Are you a member of the Metro DC chapter of ATD? We have resources just for you. Go to dcatd.org and select the members only section of resources to access our digital library, member directory, and chapter documents. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today.